You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Ali Hembry Martin. Jessica Turner is author of the book, Stretch Too Thin, and she wants all moms to drop the mom guilt. She shares her story and tips on how she overcame that mentality along the way. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So first, tell us about yourself. So I am a working mom. I work in corporate America and healthcare doing content strategy and social media for a large healthcare brand in Nashville, Tennessee. And I have three kids. They are 11, eight, and four and a half. And my husband, Matthew, is a full-time writer. He writes children's books. And uh, we've been married for almost 15 years. And you sent me a copy of your book, and I'm so glad you shared it with me. Like, there's just so many good tidbits in here and it's called stretch too thin um share with us why you decided to write this most recent book um you know it's all about how working moms can lose the guilt work smarter and thrive yeah, I didn't even share that in addition to a full-time corporate job, I have this whole other life of being <laughs> a blogger and a author enough. and a speaker, right? I've got this whole other thing going as well. So Stretch Too Thin released last fall, and I just felt like it was a needed conversation. So many women across America are working moms. It's something like 70% of women with children under the age of 18 work, and so that's a large majority of us. So we're not talking about all of the ways that we are overwhelmed and exhausted and how mental load of managing a home and a job and a family is impacting us. And so Stretch Too Thin seeks to empower women to go from feeling like they're barely, barely hanging on to really thriving in their everyday lives. And so I shared with Jessica that although I'm not a working mom or a mom myself, um, I do have so many friends that are, and I'm in those group chats where um, they talk a lot, my friends talk a lot about that mom guilt and kind of, you know, I have to choose between this and this, what should I do? Um, talk to us, Jessica, about why does mom guilt even exist in the first place? That's a really big philosophical question. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that it can be rooted in a lot of different areas. I think social media certainly contributes to it. I think we are often looking at people's highlight reels and thinking that that's what our lives should look like. And in fact, none of our lives actually look just like those pretty square photos we're posting on Instagram, right? But that can really bring up a lot of emotional feelings, including guilt, you know, and I think sometimes guilt can be a great indicator for a change we need to make in our lives. So I interviewed a woman in the book who felt guilty because she always was missing out being home with her teenage daughter on Thursday nights. Her daughter was home on Thursday nights and this mom worked on Thursday nights, but on Friday nights, her daughter was out when she was home and she felt guilty about just missing out on being with her two nights in a row. And so she talked to her boss and changed her schedule. And so that guilt prompted a change in her life. Now, for in other situations, guilt is unmerited. It's just a false narrative that we're telling ourselves. And in those situations, we 
really need to recognize that and turn that guilty feeling into truth in our lives and speak truth over ourselves or have someone else speak that to us if we can't see that for ourselves because otherwise that guilty narrative is is going to just leave a haze I think over our lives and prevent us from seeing all the good that, that we have. Now I'm curious because I think a lot of people approach mom guilt with just the mentality of it's going to exist whether we like it or not. So, you know, you believe we can move past that and make changes, but why is it important to even move past mom guilt? I think because it prevents us from living fully and experiencing everyday joy because we are worrying about what we're not doing or what where we're areas in our life where we're not good enough. And so I think it's like a poison. I, I think it's a, in a lot of ways like unforgiveness. And when we are constantly feeling guilty, we don't have freedom in our lives. And so that's why it's important. I don't think it's something that we can ever get away from entirely. I think there's always going to be things where that guilt will creep up. But if we are parenting from a place of guilt or we are living our lives from a place of wishing we could be doing things differently because of how we're seeing how other people are doing it. And that makes us feel guilty. I think it causes us to really miss out. And when our kids are adults, we'll look back and say, man, I should have done that differently. Hmm. And I mean, you talk a lot about making those changes at work to improve uh, that guilt and, um, you know, being able to overcome what makes you feel guilty. And, you know, a lot of that is working smarter and being more productive. So, you know, what are some of those tricks or hacks that you have that you use um, that would allow others to be more productive? Sure. So stretch too thin is broken out by all the different areas where women feel stretched too thin. And I talk about productivity in a couple of the different areas, one being work, one being our homes. And um, I think for both of those areas, we can streamline and automate. And I, I think that's one of the best tips I have for being productive. Like what are things that you can put on auto ship thanks to Amazon Prime or Target or Grove Collaborative, you know, so that those things come to your house. I talk a bit in the book about mental load, which is that largely invisible job of noticing and remembering. And it's like another job and it predominantly falls on women in the household in the United States. And so anytime that you can streamline things so that things are auto shipping, so you're not having to think, oh, we're almost out of toilet paper. Oh, we're almost out of juice boxes. That is going to free you up so that you can be more productive. You know, I think another big one for us is technology. And technology can be awesome. It's how I make my living, but it also can be a huge time suck. So turn off those apps, delete those apps, put them on another screen so you're not looking at them so much. That type of thing can really help you to be more present and productive as well. And even as a non-mom, those are great tips to follow myself. So, um, And you talked about how your book is broken up into those sections, and I love that you have a self-care section. Um, and in that, you share lots of ways that mamas can practice self-care. And you talk a lot about journaling. Uh, I know you share, you know, what you do, but um, talk to us about why you think journaling has helped you so much. You know, actually, in my research, I just found that journaling was something that continued to come up. I go through different seasons where I journal because my job is writing. It's all 
often not my first choice for something that I'm going to practice on my own. Um, But I know that there have been seasons where having a gratitude journal was really effective for me. And that practice of just writing down things that I'm grateful for and pausing to reflect on that, I I think can really impact someone's outlook. I know it certainly does for me. I think it can be a spiritual discipline for people. There are people that I interviewed in the book. It was really important for Stretch Too Thin to not just be my story, but the story of other working moms from around the country. And I talked with some women who they start their day every day by journaling and just kind of having that mind dump and the freedom that came from that. So I think that there's a lot of different forms of journaling that can be productive and life-giving for women. Um, both in seasons when you're feeling stretched too thin and in seasons where you are doing a good job of taking care of yourself and living more satisfied and healthy. I would love to know how you're personally using journaling uh, at this moment in life. I really like guided journals. So I have a five minute a day journal that asks me a few questions that I can do quickly in the morning or the evening. I have one specifically that asks me questions about who I am as a woman and a mom that I think will be a really neat legacy for my children someday. So I tend to lean on those guided journals that are out there, the 52 lists and and those types of, of resources are what I'm liking in this really busy season that I'm in right now. And they're so fun and they're like neat to go back and look at what you said even a year ago or three years ago. Um, So I love those too. They really are fun. All right. So moving more towards you personally, uh, what are your favorite ways to be selfish? So I answer this in light of the podcast itself being called selfish. (laughs) I don't generally think of these things in the positive way, right? I don't think of self-care as being selfish, but in the spirit of what we're talking about, I would say that my favorite um, ways to take care of myself are to take a long bath and read a book. Um, Bonus points if I can also light a candle at the same time and not have children barging in the door. Um, That is kind of my favorite way to decompress and um, just have some quiet. I have been trying really hard to like exercise. Can't say that I'm there yet or that it's a favorite, but it is a practice that I'm trying to incorporate because I do believe that movement is so important. Um, I also love getting to do creative things with my friends. So anytime that I can combine creativity with time with a girlfriend, whether that's sewing with a girlfriend or it's putting together a holiday decoration or something like that, that is something that brings me a lot of joy. All good ones. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Yes. So I got my start as a blogger in the scrapbooking world. And scrapbooking is something that I did for about a decade. And since my littlest was born, Ezra, I have not done any scrapbooking and I really miss it. And so that's something that I really want to get back into and make that a higher priority in my life because it's something that was so life-giving for me in all of those years when I was documenting our family story through photos and words. And now we just rely on our phones so much that it hasn't been a practice for me in the same way that it used to be. But I really wish I was doing more of that. Me too. I need to get back on that scrapbooking bandwagon. What's next for Jessica? What's next for Jessica? Gosh, I don't know. 
What's next? I think it's probably doing more of the same, um, doing writing on my website, themomcreative.com. I have two Instagram accounts, Jessica and Turner and Book Snobbery. And Book Snobbery is just about books because I love talking about books and reading books. You know, I've got a few projects that I'm considering right now, but those are kind of close to the vest right now. But I think you'll see me doing a lot of what I have been doing. Hopefully you'll see me in more places around the country as I am doing, I think, an increased volume of speaking engagements, which is really fun for me to get to meet women in person and do a lot of corporate events, whether that's coming to a company that has a parenting group or a women's group and encouraging those groups as well as chambers of commerce and and those types of things. So I I think what's next is probably more travel, um, but that really excites me because it's so important to get FaceTime and see women kind of have those aha moments. I love I love being able to help inspire audiences like that. Well, you've definitely done that and provided such a resource to working moms that feel stretched too thin. So I hope my listeners will check out that book and um, you know we're gonna we're excited to see what else is to come from you. So thanks so much for talking with me today, Jessica. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.